Microphone. Yeah. Giving give Poragi a microphone that's like giving Wolverine those claws, you know, the metal, the metal. Superpowers now. <laughs> uh, have you guys ever jumped off of like a waterfall or a cliff? No? Yeah? Jumped off? Um, yeah, where do you guys jump off? Backside Black Rock. Where else? Keep it coming. Just that one. That's it. Anyone else? Where you guys jump? Seven Pools, Seven Pools, Twin Falls. What else? Venus Pool, yeah, Wyoka, right? All those places. Um, when I was younger than your age and your age, me and my friends, me and my boys were all about jumping off cliffs, jumping off waterfalls. I mean, backside Black Rock. Don't even talk about frontside. That's, that's for girls, man. But backside Black Rock, seven pools off the bridge, you know, dog pond, Wainapa Napa, you know, the bunny ears into the ocean. Um, we jumped off of all kinds of places, bullets, red sands. I got some written down even. Hana Bay, um, dog pond, Waimoku, Honopo. You guys know Honopo, right? All those places. We used to jump off of all of those places. Um, but there was this one spot that was kind of like the creme de la creme. This was like our, our feather in our cap. This one jump was like the nutsest jump. Like this is the jump that we talked about. We didn't even talk about all those other ones because they all um, paled in comparison to this one jump. And the jump that was our jump, we called it the bendo. And uh, <laughs> when I was young, uh, there was a song all about the Benjamins. Yes, no, you don't know. Good. <laughs> the song said it's all about the Benjamins. And because this jump was not quite 100 feet but close to 100 feet, we called it the Benjamin. And then that kind of like morphed into the bendo. So the bendo was like our, our jump. That was like our favorite spot. And you guys know where it is. So anybody been to Ohio to Seven Pools? Seven Sacred Pools? You guys never been to Seven Pools? Okay, we got we to gotta get a, a trip together because they charge money now for you guys to go. Anyway, you're aware of the fact that there's a place called Seven Sacred Pools? Yes? Yeah? I speak English? Yeah? Um, and you know when you're at Seven Sacred Pools, there's the bridge? You guys know the bridge, the infamous bridge, and lots of people like to jump off the bridge, right? That was one of our other spots. Well, the bendo is the cliff on the side of the bridge, and it's, you know, right about the same height as the bridge, but it's not into the pond that the bridge, that you jump in off the bridge, it's into the bottom pond. So it's like you pass by the bridge and its pond on your way down to this jump. So that was our spot. That was our spot. Um, and we called it the bendo. And, and uh, we used to go and jump all the time. Like, that's what we did, you know? We grew up jumping off rocks, just like I was hoping some of you guys would have done, but now it's Facebook. Um, but we used to jump off of rocks, and, and so we would go and jump off the bendo and have the time of our lives, and one day, um, we were going, I think I was, yeah, I was 17, 17, and me and my friend Sean and my other friend Brian and a couple of us, we went to Seven Pools, and we're down there, and we go, we walk up to the bendo, and we jump. Boom. And it's a nuts jump. Like, now, I would never do it. Like, there's no way you could get me to jump it now. Like, I don't know what I was thinking back then. But it's high, you know, and I would never jump it now. But we're jumping it, we're jumping it. And we get down into the pond after jumping it the first time. And there's this guy, this tourist guy, of course. And he's like, hey, I want to jump. So I was like, oh, yeah. I get it. Don't we all, right? No, I really want to jump, man. I want to jump. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll show you where the jump is. I wasn't thinking this one through very well. So I actually went up there with the dude. I, I don't remember his name. I don't remember where he was from. 
um, just regular tourist guy, you know, pretty big guy, like six foot, Italian looking guy. I took him up there and I'm showing him the trail. You got to like climb through the, the fence where you're not supposed to go and all this stuff. So we get out there and he's like, okay, talk me through this. Tell me what's up. So I'm like, okay, this is what you got to do, me and my friends. When you get out there, you got to get over to the edge and, you know, you jump out. Make sure you jump out far enough that you don't land on the rocks beneath. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like jump off. Don't just jump up. Jump out. And then um, when you land, you got to make sure you land like pencil dive, right? You know when you're jumping off super high stuff? It's, I mean, some people are throwing gainers and stuff like that, but not me. We just were pencil divers, like professional pencil divers. So... I'm telling him, you want a pencil dive, Rao. That's, that's the way to go, pencil dive, all the way. And the key to a good pencil dive is that when you hit the water, you got to keep your arms down at your side, right? What happens if you're going off a 100-foot jump and your arms are out like that? Yeah, bye-bye arms, right? Okay, so I'm telling him, dude, main thing is right before you hit the, like on your way down, before you hit the water, you got to put your hands down at your side. Don't let your arms be sticking out because if your arms are sticking out, you're toast. Okay, so he's... He's got it all, you know, he's got the rundown. He's a real, like, intellectual guy, a cautious guy, totally, like, concerned about his footing, just really aware, alert kind of an individual. So we jump again, and we're down there. Come on, bro, jump. Yeah, it's all good. Coast is clear. And so he gets out to the edge and kind of, you know, feels the ground and whew, evaluates the situation and, it's really thinking about it, remembering everything that I told him and, and making sure he's going to do exactly what I told him to do. And then all of a sudden, he jumps. And so he starts falling. And you know when you jump off of something? Ethan's the only one that jumped, that said he jumped, so that's why I keep looking at you. You know when you're jumping off of something and you start to drift forward, what do you do to, to get your balance? You guys ever, you ever do one of these? You guys ever do that? Like when you, when you jump, you're like, oh. They call it flailing. You ever flail? In order to flail, you've got to be jumping higher than 10 feet. So maybe you guys don't know about flailing. But when you're, when you're jumping off something really high and your body starts to um, go at a weird angle, naturally your body just starts to flail. And you, you, you counterbalance and you're able to stay straight. So this guy jumps and he starts to slowly drift forward like this. And so his natural instinct would, was probably telling him to flail, to catch his balance. But because I told him, keep your arms down at your side, he keeps, he wants to, he wants to, but he just, like his arms keep coming up and he keeps, nope, don't do it. Don't do it. The local boy told me, keep my arms down. Don't do it. And so he drifts. And from about 93 feet, he goes, smash. Right on his, it's not funny, right on his stomach, on his chest, on his face, boom, and he doesn't even sink. He sticks to the surface of the water, like, pack, just like a cartoon, okay? And he's tore up. So he hits, I look at my friend, we're like, uh-oh, so we're out there, swim out there. Uh, he's still conscious, which is cool, and... and <laughs> And he's swimming like he was helping us swim a little bit. And so we brought him back up, and he was just, like, jacked up. His mouth was bleeding because, you know, he hit his face. And, he, and he's pretty jacked up. But he was all right, kind of. And so he's like, how do I get out of here? And we're like, oh, well, um, you just got to jump off a couple more waterfalls and then walk up the trail. He's like, no. So he climbs down all the, like, next three waterfalls. And, um, 
And that was the end of his story. And we don't know what happened to him, if he died or what. But, but um, that was that day. And so we were like, wow, that was heavy. So we, we went home and went back to our lives. And then maybe a month later, we went back out to Hana. We go out to Hana a lot because I have a house in Hana. So that was kind of like our hangout away from the parents and, and all that stuff. So we go back to Hana a month later. And we're back at Seven Pools. And we're like, hey, you remember that guy? Oh, I can't believe that guy did that. Blah, 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 blah. So we go up to the bendo again. Part of the reason why we were jumping the bendo in the first place was just because we're trying to show off anyway. So just a confession. Um, <laughs> so we go back to the bendo and we jump again. Woo! And everybody's having a good time. And my friend Avakia and my friend Mike and, and uh, Keone, a couple other friends, but same, same type of things going on. And um, sure enough, we're down on the bottom after jumping, and here comes this tourist guy again. Not the same guy, different guy. Big old corn-fed, redneck kind of guy, big handlebar mustache, you know, full-on Duck Dynasty accent, everything, all right? So he comes up and he goes, I want to jump. And so I look at my friends and I'm like, no, <laughs> you're not jumping, bro, sorry. I want to jump. No, no, you're not, trust me, you don't want to jump. You think you want to jump, but you don't want to jump. Listen, I want to jump. <sighs> So I didn't want to tell him, obviously, because the last guy got hurt. So I kept saying, no, you don't want to jump. Look, the last guy got hurt last month. I took somebody up there. They almost died, blah, blah, blah. And he looks at me, and I'll remember this quote for the rest of my life because I still am trying to figure it out. He looks at me and goes, I'm from Texas. I know how to jump. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Well, if you would have said, I'm from Texas, and I know how to wrestle steers, that would have made more sense than I'm from Texas, and I know how to jump. So... <laughs> Kind of fed up with his arrogance, if you will. I was like, all right, partner, let's go jump. And the, the evil thing is that I kind of in the back of my head was suspecting what might potentially happen to this guy if he goes up there. But, you know. So, come on, let's go. Boom, boom, boom. We go all the way up. And this guy, this guy could care less. He didn't want any instruction. He barely even wanted to know where the trail was. He's just like, point me in the right direction. I don't even need you guys just full of confidence, not a worry in the world, just a Texan. And he goes, and he gets up there, and we jump first, and we're down there, and uh, he's signaling his buddies. He's got his friend down in the pond with the video camera. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Yeah! Woo! Just fully. fully. He's that guy, okay? And so he gets up there, doesn't even check, <laughs> doesn't even check the area nothing, just woo! And just launches. And just launches. And he doesn't even flail, not because he's not panicking. Just, he's just so relaxed, so carefree, so casual, that he doesn't even flail just like the other guy. And he just whoosh, jumps. And he starts to drift the opposite way. So, so like, whoosh. oh, and he's just having the time of his life. Not a care in the world. And sure enough, smash! Right on the top of the water again. Right on his back. Full on, perfect 10 half gainer. You know the half gainer? When you're, uh, and you freak out and you don't make the gainer? Okay, so perfect half gainer right onto his back. Boom! Sticks to the water. Probably even worse than the first guy. So I look at my friends again. Jump in. This time only me and Mike, who happened to be with me the last time. Only we jump in and the rest of the boys are like, let that guy figure it out you know so we swim out there because i was kind of feeling bad for telling him to jump so i swim out there 
this was a big boy. He was like 240, like 6'3", 240, like big boy, you know? So I throw his shoulder over me, and my friend Mike grabs his other shoulder, and this guy starts like, <coughs> and blood is coming out of his mouth. He hit his back. So I don't know how blood's coming out of his mouth. Probably internal bleeding, but, but he's, he's like ralphing up blood all on my shoulder and I'm like God I hope this guy doesn't have AIDS and I'm just like freaking out you know <laughs> I'm serious that's what I thought um, and so we pull him out um, pull him up onto the rock it's funny another quote these, these guys were good at one liners we pull him up and right when we pull him up onto the rocks his back is like instantly maroon like black and blue like, it doesn't take five, ten minutes. It doesn't take a day for the bruise to show up. The bruise is, like, there already. We pull him up on the rocks. I don't know if his back was broken or what. And he's on the rocks, and his friend goes, he's all right. <laughs> and I was like, brah, he's not all right. <laughs> he might be dying right now. Um, so this guy was a big trip. Like, we had to call the rangers. The rangers brought the, the backboard. They took him out. The helicopter came and got him. Like, big deal. Probably shouldn't have took him up there. <laughs> but those are my two stories. Two different types of guys, you know? Two guys jumping off the same cliff with pretty much the same result. But I want you to open to Matthew 19, chap, uh, chapter 19, verse 16 real quick. Remember those stories in the back here. Yeah. Let me find it too, actually. Can I get a, uh, I'll just read it. Okay, now a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There's only one who is good. If you want to, if you want to enter life, obey the commands. Which ones, the man inquired, Jesus replied, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, honor your father and your mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said, what do I still lack? And Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad. Because he had great wealth. Um, you ever know somebody that's like doing all the right things and completely getting it wrong at the same time? Like to me, the, the rich young ruler, the rich young man is kind of like the first jumper to me. The first, the first tourist jumper. Because the first guy, see, he, he was actually a cool guy, you know. He, he followed all the rules that I told him. He listened attently to the details of what I was telling him. He, he wanted to jump. He wanted to do a good job. He was doing everything right except one thing, the most important thing, which was keep your balance and don't belly flop, right? He was doing everything right except for one thing, and that one thing that he did wrong was the one thing that led to his destruction. You know, he did everything else right. He checked his footing. He jumped out far from the rocks. He, he did everything that I told him to do except he missed the, the biggest thing, and that's don't belly flop, right? Catch your balance. Don't belly flop. And have you, ever got, have you guys ever known somebody like a moral person, like a good person that seems like they're doing everything right? Because that's what this guy was. That's what this rich young man was doing. 
Like he says, what commandments? Jesus, Jesus has all these commandments. He says, I'm keeping all those commandments. I do all of that. Like I'm a good guy. And Jesus says, yeah, you just got to do one more thing. You know, you just got to do one more thing. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And you've got to just get rid of your money. And he couldn't do it. This, that one thing led to his destruction, yeah? And so to me, that, that rich young guy is kind of like the first jumper. He, you guys ever know, see, I had friends, and I still have friends, um, that aren't a part of our faith. And they're some of the best people that I know. Like some of the most honest, some of the most loving, some of the most moral you know, the kind of guys that would never cheat on their wives, the kind of guys that would never get in a fight, the kind of guys that would give their jacket to the homeless guy, like those kind of guys. I know those kind of guys. I have friends like that, but they, they don't love Jesus Christ, though. Like really good people doing really good things, moral people, but completely missing the point, yeah? Everything right, but getting it all wrong, just like that first jumper, yeah? You guys know people like that? Okay, um, go to Luke chapter 15, verse 11. think. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to read, Paiva? Read up until he, like, spends all his money. And he said, there was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me and he divided his property between them not many days later the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country and there he squandered his property in reckless living and when he had spent everything a severe famine arose in the in that country and he began to be in need so you guys are familiar with that story right the prodigal son he's like the dad has two sons, and he gives them their inheritance early. Usually, you gotta wait, right, till pops dies before you get his stuff. But he gives them their inheritance, and and the the foolish brother decides to just go off and squander it, like not a care in the world. And to to me, the prodigal son, um, minus the eventual outcome, like he's kind of reminds me of the second jumper. Like he doesn't care. He doesn't think about the consequences. He has not a worry in the world. All he's caring about is the moment and the jump and how cool I'm going to look when I do this half gainer in front of my buddies. And, and the prodigal son doesn't care about squandering his inheritance. He doesn't care about the future. He doesn't care about the consequences of, of spending all his, his father's inheritance. He just cares about what he's doing in the moment. And that's like the second jumper. Um, so... Both guys, let's see. I think, I think that a lot of young people nowadays, I think you guys fall into the second jumper category more than you fall into the first jumper category. I think like the mentality nowadays is like, who cares, right? Do whatever we want, YOLO, no consequences, right? Not hashtag for Jesus, but the other YOLO. Isn't that how most of your, most of your peers live? Like, I just want to do what I want to do. Um, people end up being like that second jumper. They don't think about the consequences. They don't think about the, what's going to happen if I live my life this way, if I do certain things. You, a lot of young people just kind of live in the moment, right? Okay. 
YOLO. The Texas guy, he was, he was relaxed, he was carefree, he was arrogant, and he didn't have a care in the world until he hit the water, right? The prodigal son didn't care about squandering the inheritance until he found himself eating with the pigs, right? Then all of a sudden, he's like, shucks, I shouldn't have squandered my inheritance. This, this guy, this Texas guy, he didn't care about the jump until he hit the water. But trust me, as soon as he hit the water, man, he was caring about the way he jumped. He wished he jumped a different way. And you don't want to be, you don't want to wait till you hit the water before you care about something. You know what I mean? You don't want to wait till that moment of impact before you start thinking about the fact that you should have jumped a little different. Um, come the day that we got to stand before God and give an account for our lives, like, you don't want to start caring once you hit the water. You know what I mean? You don't want to wait till that day to say, oh, shucks, maybe I should have jumped a different way. Maybe I should have lived my life a little different. Um, don't be like that second guy. Don't be like the first guy either. But the question is, what was the difference between me, my friends, and the two tourist guys? Good. Shout them out. Shout them out. Perfect. That's the one. Let the kids answer. Um, <laughs> experience. Yeah. The main thing was experience. Like the key critical difference between me and my boys and these guys who had probably never been to a waterfall in their lives, the difference was experience. Yeah. And um, we grew up doing it. Like we were successful in our jump because it's something that we had trained doing. We didn't just wake up one morning and jump off the bendo. Like we started jumping off the side of the pool. We started jumping off the rocks at the beach. We started with front side back rock, then black side back rock, then honopo, then twin falls. And, and, and by training and consistently doing it, we were eventually able to get where we were. So experience, like we did it. It's something that we did. That's one of the reasons why we were successful. Um, knowledge was another one. Like the other guys... First of all, they didn't even know really what they were getting themselves into, right? They didn't even know the consequences of, of a bad jump. They know it now, but they didn't know it then. And, and we knew the jump. We knew how to jump. We knew the rocks. We knew that if it's your second jump and your surf shorts are wet, that sometimes your feet get slippery when you're on the rock. And your second jump, you actually got to be more careful than your first jump. You guys knew that one, right? You ever notice that when you go to jump and you already jumped once that the rocks are slippery, you got to be more careful the second time. We knew that kind of stuff. We knew where the rocks were. We knew where the waterfall was. We knew how far out we had to jump. We knew how to flail in the air and make sure we didn't hit the water at a certain angle. Like we knew those things. We had the knowledge. And we also had the knowledge of the consequences. We knew from our, our previous experiences that if you don't jump well, it's going to end badly. And on the bendo, you want to jump well, or it's going to end real badly. Um, and thirdly, I think we had faith. Right? We had faith. We trusted in our ability to jump because it had never failed us before. Like we had grown up jumping, we had always jumped, and we, it had always done us right. And we had faith in our ability um, because we had, it had never failed us. We survived because our experience jumping off rocks. Right? We had spent our lives building a relationship with the rocks, with the water, with the jumps, right? We spent the time diving in. Um, we knew the power of the water. We knew the power of the rocks. We knew what they were capable of. And so because of our experience, uh, we were able to glide gracefully through the air, right? We knew how to land. We knew how to hit the water. And even though we were impacted by that same force that the other guys were impacted by when they hit the water, even though we were impacted by the same force, our experience is what helped 
helped prevent us from being destroyed. Like our experience jumping is what saved us from our destruction. And I think our experience with Jesus Christ, our experience with the Lord, our relationship with God is the thing that's going to prevent us from being destroyed. That's the thing that's going to save us from our destruction. If we don't spend the time getting to know the Lord, if we don't spend the time experiencing God's love and choosing to love him and choosing to serve him, if we don't take the time to jump in, if we don't do that, then we're not going to have that experience and, and, and we might just belly flop, you know? We might just belly flop. And so the reason, why, the reason why any of this matters, and I'll close with this, the reason why this, any of this matters is because whether you choose to or not, whether you want to or not, all of us eventually are going off that edge. You hear me? Even if, even if you don't want to jump the bendel, you're going to jump the bendel. That's the fact of life is that all of us, we're going off the edge. One day we're going off the edge and we have an opportunity con- to control the way we hit the water. Yeah? We're all going off that edge. Whether you like it or not, you are going off the edge. But the way we fall is what's important. Yeah? The, way, the way we're able to, to fall and hit the water is what's going to save us. So we need the experience. Um, what determines how we land is our relationship with Jesus. Uh, have we spent the time getting to know him and choosing to love him and choosing to serve him? Have we done that? Like, have we been jumping off the rocks? Have we gotten the experience? Do we, do we read our Bibles? Do we pray? Do we come to Monday nights? Do we, do we spend our time investing in getting to know Jesus Christ? Do you know where the rocks are at? You know, you know how the devil works? You know how shallow the water is? Do you know these things? Are you spending the time? Are you experiencing? Are you diving into a relationship with Jesus Christ? Because that's the thing. My experience is what saved me from being obliterated by the water. And our experience with Jesus Christ is what's going to save us from being obliterated by, by the enemy. Um, I'll close with this. Jesus wants us to jump. He wants us to jump. But he wants us to do it the right way. He wants us to jump and he wants us to land safely. He doesn't want us to jump and belly flop. So starting tonight, tomorrow, um, let's start living this life, godly life that loves Jesus Christ, that follows. Let's get to know him. Let's find out what his word says. Let's have a real, genuine, true experience with the king of kings. And then we don't have to worry about the landing. He's going to take care of the rest, yeah? That experience, like when I would jump off rocks, it got to a point where I wouldn't even have to think or try about landing good. I just did it naturally. And if we spend time with Jesus Christ and we invest in that, that experience, that relationship with God, we're not going to have to sweat how the landing ends because God's going to work it all out. It's going to be a perfect pencil dive right into heaven. Amen?